Take it to Chanel cause she fine. Paint your fingernails cause you fly. Take it to Chanel cause she fine. Take it to Chanel cause she fine. Take it to Chanel cause she fine. Paint your fingernails cause you fly. Take it to Chanel cause she fine. 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 Yo, welcome to Uncultured Bias. My name's Kamara Williams. I'm your host. Listen, um, I wanted to do something a little bit different, obviously, because uh, this podcast is going to be focusing on fashion. And, you know, initially when I started this, was doing this podcast, I thought this idea several weeks ago with my guest, who I'll introduce in a moment, I, you know, it was going to be surrounding just about um, normative dress and, anti- and anti-blackness and fashion and the concept of that, about that, and it was going to be a wide, varying conversation. And then, uh, in the last several days, we had what's called Bonnet Palooza or Bonnet uh, Bonnet Apocalypse or whatnot, and it just started turning into this whole conversation surrounding with bonnets and um, respectability politics, and and we're going to get into all that. But you know, it really transformed to the point where I said, you know, let's just kind of focus the podcast on what that looks like. What is respectability? respectability politics. And for those who don't know, respectability politics is a form of moralistic principles or discourse used by those in prominent figures or leaders of community or what you know, even say academic figureheads who are members of uh, marginalized groups, various mar- marginalized groups. It generally consists of three main facets of reinforcement, the hierarchy of contrast, the first one being reinforcement hierarchy of contrast or respectability, an individual against sh- that are shameful against others, or any behavior that is deemed unworthy or respect within a specific group um, that will consequently be condemned and considered inferior compared to, quote-unquote, respectable behavior. Um, this second facet, uh, it just encourages people to defy stereotypes that is often attributed to identity. This concept is usually born out of sheer fear that your image will cast an unfavorable light in both you and your cultural identity. And the lastly, the third facet being involving tailoring one's behavior to comply with uh, white middle class ideological cultural norms and consequently reinforcing the status quo. Inherently, um, the core premise of respectability politics plays into the, the idea of white supremacist attitudes and black characterization. Um, blacks often are deemed as lazy, intellectually inferior, immoral, unclean, and unworthy, hence the term if you um, want to be treated a certain way, you must be, you must act accordingly a certain way as according to what was projected onto um, marginalized groups, particularly black society. Uh, Most people don't realize that we have internalized this self-policing by ensuring we don't fall victim to these particular traits. This is uh, normalized in every sense of the word by like, Hey, we have to look a certain way. We have to operate a certain way. And, you know, one of the things I, I I think about is why are we why do we have such a um, a such emotive uh, uh, responses to how somebody looks in public, or why is it important to look a certain way, and where did that derive from? And that's kind of where, where it for me, you know, why I thought the whole fascination with um, the bonnet was uh, came from, and, and really what a lot of people don't realize, um, and we'll we'll tear into a lot of this. 
a lot of times the head wrap concept, the con- conception of head wrap, especially concerning black women, um, derived from the Tignan laws of the 17th century, 1700, excuse me. And regarding Charles III of Spain, you know, when he was, um, when he was obviously the uh, king of Spain and before, uh, when they had a parcel or they had control of Louisiana, what's now called modern, modern day Louisiana, um, Black women used to go around and have their hair out. And at that time, black people in general were um, able to walk around if they had bought their bought themselves out of slavery or whatnot. And white people or excuse me, Spanish people were actually um, commingling with uh, with black slaves or formerly former black slaves. And that's creating a lot of the mulatto um, culture. Well, the uh, Tignan laws forced black women in Louisiana to wear head wraps uh, because their beautiful, elaborate hairstyles were considered a threat to the status quo and were considered e, um, and too enticing. Um, what since then happened is that because of this, and it's you know, again, it's 18th century, um, the economic opportunities um, not only challenged the concept of black um, of a black uh, characterization, but also threatened them. So. You know, Charles III had asked the governor, the colonial governor, Spanish colonial governor of Louisiana, um, Don Esteban Miro, to enact the Edict of Good Government, also referred as the Tignan Laws, were prohibited Creole women from displaying excessive attention to dress, in particular to their hair, so they had to cover up their heads. Then what, pro- proje- um, what projected into uh, criminalizing black women for exposing their head and making sure that they didn't um, entice people or, or, you know, and bedevil the upstanding men of that society. So it's a very, it's, it's, uh, it's an interesting concept that we can pour into that, but I, I found it interesting and I thought this all tied into anti-blackness culture and, um, it should be a fun podcast, but before we get into all that, I just want to thank, uh, my podcast listeners for continuing to, um, support and thank you guys for subscribing. If you're on Apple, please rate this episode. Um, if you're on Apple and Spotify, please share it with your friends. Uh, also, I always tell people to visit my website at kamarawilliams.com, which would not only has podcasts, but also has written content for those who are interested in continuing the conversation or this engaging with me and say, Hey, I want to hear this subject. Um, but again, please, if you're on Apple rate the episode, cause that helps with the algorithms. Uh, we want to obviously thank our sponsors for this week. It's Compass Tax Advisors. You can reach them at mycompasstax.com. Uh, it's 850-273-7193. Um, I know that we are technically out of tax season, but you always want to make sure that your business is taken care of, and that's your personal business or actual business. Um, if you're in the market for real estate, uh, check out Keystone Global Real Estate. You can reach them at 407-680-8510. And... Um, if you are interested in probate or estate planning, uh, or you just want to be, uh, any type of civil issue, um, you know, get contact my firm, uh, Smith and Williams Trial Group. Uh, that's eight 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 S W T G L R eight 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 seven nine eight four five two nine. Or you can reach me at C Williams at S W T G Law dot com. All right, fantastic. I did an elongated opening monologue, and I hope you guys are still with me because I want to bring on. My guest, uh, you've actually had her on before, and, um, you know, she's pretty dope. 
we had a, it was a fashion and politics, uh, Katrina League Jones. How you doing, Katrina? I'm doing great. How are you? Great to be here. Yeah. You know, uh, Katrina, I just want to say, first of all, thank you for coming back. Absolutely. On, but I want to say one thing I did like that you did after this podcast I mean, after our first time being on a podcast, you sent me a nice little note. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, man, that's like, not like legit, y'all. She sent me like, <laughs> like a postcard. Like, I just so so thankful for getting on this po- your podcast. And please let me know if I can join, jump on again. And I'm like, oh. Is, Ow, and it was like you. personalized little card stationery. And <laughs> it, was. it was all class, man. <laughs> thank you. All class. And appreciate it, just, it. It made me think about all the. You know, ungrateful guest I've had on this podcast. They didn't give me shit. <laughs> they didn't even send me a thank you text message. You know, I'm talking to oh y'all. Oh, my God. You're so funny. <laughs> you know no. what I'm saying? I, listen, man, I, I want a personal. Every time I want to get a guest, y'all need to send me personalized stationery thanking me to, to get on my podcast. All right. <laughs> Jesus. Katrina uh, set the bar, man. Lord, Lord Jesus. Oh, y'all. Yeah. Like, you know, you have to do things with. Do things with standard, do things with class. So, you know, I live in a, a grateful state of mind, you know, so it's yeah. always good to send out something personal uh, to someone. So that's just. It's all class right there. Me. Thank you. I appreciate it. Listen, man. <laughs> Listen, y'all need to take notes. So funny. <laughs> take notes. I appreciate it. Listen, take notes. You're making man. me smile. Oh, Come man. On. Listen, you, you made me smile it. when I got through. The, oh, I, yeah. got the I was like, this is <laughs> You're so funny. This is awesome. You spent money on that, too. <laughs> I, I did. I had them design my yeah. It's my logo and everything for my business, so it's important. Listen, your business. You are a stylist by trade. I am. I am a. a I would say a style by trade, skill, gifting, all of that. That's mm-hmm. me. Yes. Yes. So, and I. Well, you, you want me to go? Or you. I was gonna say you your, ta- your tagline is like where fabulous meets replaces, where fabulous replaces, replaces ordinary. ordinary. Nobody wants to be ordinary. No, but, well, some people like to be ordinary. Yeah. No, they no? really don't. No, they they just say that. They, they just say it's that. It's just lies. Oh, you know they probably say it's that. that it's that false humility. It is false humility. <laughs> yeah. It's false humility. Or it is more indicative of how they feel, see themselves, and so they say, "I don't, I don't have the ability to be fabulous or incredible." So, so I'm just gonna stick with. Being I'm gonna stick within my little mm-hmm. scope because it makes me feel comfortable. We operate in a society of being yeah. living in the comfortable. We do, we do, and, and we know that from 2020 and even now. Yeah. People get uncomfortable. They lose their mind. They lose their mind. We get crazy. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I guess it's a good transition. Oh, wait. We just talked about your business. Oh, well, we can. Yeah, we go real um, real quick. Styles by Katrina. Yes. You, all of my social is at stylesbykatrina.com. I kept it really simple. Mm-hmm. And we spell styles the correct way. And I am. <laughs> <laughs> What's the incorrect way to say styles? I don't know. People spell it different. How do they spell styles different? I don't know. They can add stuff to it. Look. Look it up. You know, you're they probably put savvy. a Z on it or something like that. Z maybe, maybe change the Y to something. But oh. no, mine is just styles. And yes, I am a fashion stylist. I do custom closets, uh, organizer for virtual styling. Check out my website, stylesbykatrina.com. And hey, you can even book an appointment on stylesbykatrina.com. There you go. And so you do. I made it real easy for you. Easy. On the worldwide, Beyonce, on the worldwide, Beyonce web. <laughs> yeah, that's what the that Al Gore is. internet. Um, so wait, could, do you actually do like um, like home design too? Yes, I do. You yeah. mean for closets? No, like not just closets. Like I'm saying, like well, know. I 
You know, like this they, is so funny that you're saying that because I had several people say, you know, you need to just in, add interior, interior design. design. Yeah. I'm like, oh my god! I said, let me just <laughs> let me just do this. And I, well, I tell I say this. I have helped quite a few friends decorating, and when they want, they see something. It's like, oh, what about this? Is this aesthetic going to go with this? So I do give feedback. However, it's not on my website. But if I do a closet for someone and they say, you know what, Katrina, I really would like for you to design my home or something like that. It's a possibility. I don't ever close the door to possibilities. You didn't talk offline because you know, okay. I, like, I would like an interior designer. <laughs> All right. Yes, for real. For both office and for home. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> we can talk offline. I mean, offline. because honestly, like, sick, you want... You like statement pieces, yes, in your home, especially mm-hmm. in your home. You like statement pieces. People are like, oh, that's an amazing, amazing piece of, I piece know. of that's why when people walk into my home, they're like, oh, this is beautiful. But I still need it to feel warm and welcoming and yeah. casual. Yeah, I don't want to feel like, oh, should I sit here? Right, because you gotta, you, you want to be able to have Netflix and chill on your couch. Maybe not to chill. Yeah, not to chill. <laughs> Maybe when I'm married, I can do the chill, oh, but not right now. Oh, yeah. That's a whole nother conversation listen, we that can, we can get you into. You got to be married to be Netflixing and chilling. Yeah, but. for me. <laughs> for me. But we can talk about that later. We're talking about fashion. For me, yeah. Yes. I, okay, uh, for you, yes. I'm yeah, just saying. For you me. Know. Um, but <laughs> you want to be able to relax on your furniture. Though. I want to be able to. I want people to be able to relax in my home. Yeah. Period. Period. But you still, it still can be fashionable and still awe-inspiring when you walk in. Yeah. Okay. That's dope. Yeah. I get it. All right. We're going to move on from that. We're going to move on from that. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Let's get it. Um, so we talk about comfortability. And actually, mm-hmm. I, did, I didn't really decide to go in this. I mean, I didn't plan on going in this direction, right. but I just want to say, I think. Let's go with the flow. Let's go let's with the flow. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's you know, go with the flow like, like water. Like Bruce Lee said, flow like water. That's right. So, Don't stop it. Yeah. So. Like comfortability, I believe society often, our, our society currently has really embodied this concept. If it makes me feel comfortable, that's the way we need to do. Yeah. And I, you see it in the workplace, mm-hmm. um, especially in the last, I would say, 30 years, man. Like yeah. it's maybe 15 years. Like it's just this relaxed idea of just, um, uh, uh, of just fitting within quote unquote. Uh, the norm, norm, supposed to be norm, like the office. So you know, it's weird. So I'm from I'm from California, and born and raised in California, in Brooklyn, New York, and all this other stuff. So yeah. it's different. It's different. <laughs> I, yeah, I didn't really understand the concept of like flip flops till I got to Florida. Really? Listen, white people love flip flops. Mm, I'm glad you said that because I didn't understand it, and, and then. Oh, on this podcast, I can say what I want, right? You can definitely say what you okay, want. Okay, so I don't call them white people. No. I call them clear people. Oh, Jesus Christ. I have, you know, I have <laughs> I, my, fr- I, listen. I call them clear people. Jesus, listen, the, 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 the statements by Katrina are of Katrina only. <laughs> Katrina go ahead and say Jones. it. <laughs> Go I, ahead. You, be, you need to go ahead and do that disclaimer for real. This is every if time you're going to get into that conversation, you need to get in that, say that disclaimer. Oh my for real. gosh, you're going to get me canceled. That's what I'm <laughs> saying. Hey, I'm, I, I asked the question. I was, I didn't know where you were going with that. Can I say? You can, can say, whatever say whatever you want. What I'm, I'm just saying. I'm saying the it. the views of Katrina Lee Jones do not reflect <laughs> <Bart laughs> <Andrew laughs> the views okay. of Uncle. You better Dubai. say it. Let's do it. But okay, so. I didn't understand um, coming here, and I went to law school, and I remember I went out one night with some friends, 
who were, you know, it happened to be my white white friends. You can say it. And I said, oh, let's, you know, I'm getting all dressed up. Like, hey, I'm getting, you know. Supposed to. Mm-hmm. Like I'm supposed to, you know. Correct. And, you know, we they meet, they see me and they're like, yo, why are you so dressed up? I'm like, we're going out. We're going to hang out. You know, to a little club. Like, this not our dress up, bro. Yeah, that's not. And then they were like, you know, they they had on regular canvas shorts, khaki shorts, khaki shorts and and flip flops, and, and then a they, polo shirt or t shirt. No, actually, they had on a dress shirt with. <gasps> oh yeah, with dress shirt undone. Yeah, um, undone. Yeah, untucked. Yeah, untucked. And and I was like. Where are y'all going? Look That's like that. That's dressed up to them. Yeah, and they were like, they were like, where are you going? Or some would have jeans on, and then they had flip flops, and I'd be like, what are y'all? And that's when it, it this is early on in law school, and I was like, oh snap, I am like, I'm not in Kansas anymore. Like this is like a <laughs> different world, you know? Like it was, it was different, and uh, because even in California. It was a little bit more fashionable. People. Well, I was born. Let me just put that out. Let me put this out. Born and raised in Florida as well. Yeah. 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 So, you know. You ever seen me in flip-flops? No. Mm. No. You probably won't. Mm. There's nothing wrong with flip-flops, though. Yeah, it is. So, go ahead. <laughs> you go. I'm just saying. Yeah, it is. I have flip I listen, mm. listen. What do you do? You drive in them or you walk around in your house? You go into the... You going to get your mail in them? Are you really chilling outside? You going to the I've grocery got, store in them? I'm, what are you doing? All that. I've, I've, yeah. I've, listen, what did Gucci say? I, I just, in some Gucci flip flops. Mm, I don't care. <laughs> so listen, Gucci, uh, listen. And then you lost your mind if you pay $250 for some flip flops. For Gucci flip flops. And yeah. first of all, they're hard, hard at the bottom. Mm. So they're going to hurt your feet. So you're not really, so you just buying them just because of Gucci. Yeah. And they probably only cost them $50 to make them. Not even that. Well, either way, twenty five dollars. Not even that. Okay. Well, either way, <laughs> you still so they the probably, markup. Yeah, is, the markup is is six hundred percent. Yeah. So you you're silly for buying. Yeah, I said it. I said what I said. Mm-hmm. Um, you can at me if you want. I respond. Yeah. Um, so this it's a waste of money. You should not be wearing flip flops like that for and, real. Okay. That's don't a, even and don't spend two hundred and fifty dollars. You gonna wear them? Just go to Old Navy or something. Get you a pair for like three dollars. Can you know they probably cost them a penny to make? Mm. Just do that. I mean, I have I don't have Gucci flip flops by mm-hmm. the way because I have driving to. them and that's it. If you want to, if you need to have them on, just driving. I have four flip um flip flops to you know with some sweats on and running to the you know grocery store or something mm-hmm. like that. Okay, some slides. All right, it's. Listen, I just, I just, they're not for me on any level. Okay, that's fair. But I'm, what I'm saying <laughs> is, me. though, what I'm saying that it goes into the concept of, you know, comfortability, right? Mm-hmm. And then you should be able to wear, like, I just think when I was going out, I didn't think that was, a, it was appropriate dress. Like, we're going to a, I get you. But the, to, to me, it's to not a club. Like, at I was all. like, but you know what the fascinating thing is? When I went out, they let them in. To the club, they let him in with the flip flops, and I remember thinking you went to a majority uh, clear people club. Jesus Christ, you're gonna keep saying clear people. Yeah, I'm not saying white. Why not? Because it's a made up construct. Oh, but we can get into that politics. It's a made up construct. Racism made yeah. up. Black. Yeah, what is black? What is yeah, right? Right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's, it's made up. It's made up, and the reason they do because you know they supposedly say that they're Christians, which majority of them not. You know, I do have like white. 
people who listen to okay, my podcast. Okay, that's fine. Right? And, but they, <laughs> and, and, and that's fine. <laughs> and, and listen, I have and I have you know clients as well. But it is what it is. If they don't want to book me because of what I believe in, then that's I don't have a problem with that. That's fair. So I, it doesn't matter. But it's, it is a made up. It's a made up construct. Okay. You know, they only do that because they're supposed to be Christians. And in the Bible, you know, white is purity, white is supreme. Understand. And then that's where that's where it comes from. So that's it's right. like, I'm not going to call you that because nobody is supreme over me but Jesus. And that's it. Okay. So that, and that's all it is. So they need to feel uncomfortable. Oh. We've okay. been uncomfortable majority of our lives. They need to feel uncomfortable. Okay. It's, it's time for that reckoning. Reckoning. Yeah, it's time for it. But let, we talking about fashion, so <laughs> we do light and fluffy. We gonna do light and fluffy. Well, no, I mean we We're can do light we, and fluffy. We can do we can go there in far as like just peeling into it, right? Because mm-hmm. we t- I talked about how fashion is um, depending on uh, the viewpoint. It for me, uh, it's born out of um, the majority or a supremacist uh, concept, mm-hmm. right? I or ideological. Concept, yeah, the framing. way that we should look. Right, mm-hmm. right. You know, and so um, I, I talked about the Tignon, the Tignon laws in um, the 18th century mm-hmm. and how uh, women um, were told to wear their hairs a certain way. Mm-hmm. Uh, excuse me, not even wear we get into that, cover but it, oh, cover, cover their hair. Up. And then it transitioned from wearing your, covering your hair to if you're going to be out in society to pressing your hair. Because that, and then. I think in the 19th century, um, it started, women started to flatten iron their hair and, you know, made popular by, um, black entrepreneurs. Making people feel comfortable. That's why we straighten our hair. But Madam Chief J. Walker was good for the hot comb and, you know, for the, uh, Uh, not hot comb, but, um, for, just for product, like helping, helping. She's the one that got on the market, but I, I can't remember the lady's name. That had it before, but Madam, you know, CJ kind of took it to another level. Right. You know, so I can't remember the lady's name. Right. But I'm quite sure the viewers know. We should look it up, but yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going somewhere with this, fellas. Women. <laughs> Actually, the funny thing is, this podcast would not be probably listened to by a lot of men. Why not? I, I'm just telling you. Don't say that. They're gonna. They're just going to listen to me. What's up? Well, okay. Because you got, you got the beautiful voice. So, I'm just saying. I don't know though, if my Oh, well, I'll take that. I'll receive that. Okay. <laughs> there you go. You. <laughs> so what I was going to say, <laughs> the thing is, because last time we had a um, fashion politics, I had, had a number of men, so I didn't really listen to that because I'm not into fashion. Oh, but it was more than just fashion. I know. it they was. Should, they should have listened to it. It was more than just fashion. I agree. So you may need to put on here more than fashion something. And now we don't, we, we talked about that too. They should have listened to it because we talked about men in fashion as well. I know. Uh, you know, okay. it was interesting, but. To that point, though, um, I'm going somewhere with this. And the idea of the clubs and, mm-hmm. you know, proper styles of dress and whatnot, um, it turned into this whole thing last week with, uh, you know, Monique. Yeah. You know, and I'm going to play that, Monique, but what are your thought process of feeling like we have to look a certain way, mm-hmm. you know, in, in different, in particular spectrum like you know let's say i have to you, you mentioned don't wear flip-flops to the grocery store no i said don't i don't like flip-flops period okay but if, so that was just but if i you saw me wearing flip-flops at the grocery store i'm not would, gonna judge you okay i'm just gonna much. look like no no i wouldn't judge you mm-hmm. i'm one of the least judgmental people that you would meet i would just look you at just you call like, people clear people and you talk about the least that's judgmental. not judgmental that's just what it is okay 
Keep Come going. Come on now. You keep know going. that's what it is. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> so I'm the least judgmental person that you would ever meet. You know, like that. So I wouldn't judge if you had on flip flops. I think that the reason my 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 thinking, so hey, this these are my thoughts, my opinions, mm-hmm. and mine alone. So I think that for black people, the reason that we have to present ourselves a certain way, because we've always had to. Um, and even you, you can remember, and when you were little, we had we had school clothes, we had Sunday clothes, we had play clothes, and you're like, oh my god, we have so many different sets of clothing, and that's carried on a lot to adulthood as well. And I see that as a stylist that people have so many different sets of clothes, and I'm like, we need to get rid of that as well. Your wardrobe needs to be your wardrobe, period. Mm-hmm. But for me personally, I think it's just that we time and place. For, you mean the way we look? Yeah. No, I just think that we've always had to do that to make people comfortable. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like sometimes we can't go in to be our really authentic selves. So I'll use this person as, as an example. I agree with that, Julia. Yeah, we can't go always. So I'll, let's use Alan Iverson for an example. Yes. When he came into the league. Yeah, he changed his dress code. Okay, everybody. He, he, they, he, they, NBA changed it because of him, rather. Right. And you all, and you know, they're always which is anti-black. They're always moving the goalposts, right? So let's, you know, we can talk about that too. But I think when he came into the league, he came in as his authentic self, right? His gold chain, his baggy clothes, and platinum chain at the time. It wasn't gold; it was platinum. It was platinum. Okay, well, whatever it was, he just came in himself. Yeah. And you got to think before they weren't dressing like that. All the black players were fitting in to what they thought. That they needed to be to make other people comfortable. Well, you know, Alan. Alan, one of the things why he's so beloved in, especially hip hop culture, because mm-hmm. he represented us. He represented right. like what he was he listening to. The real black people. Yeah, like, like this. Yo, this, this, this how we live. This, this how, how we, we dr- walking down the street. This how we dress. This is what we do. This like what we do. We're not wearing suits everywhere. We're not wearing uh, hard bottoms. Hard bottoms and slacks everywhere. You know, we wearing you nice know, sneakers and jeans. That's what we're. You know exactly. So I think that. When he when he was able to do that, mm-hmm. and he didn't care what people thought, he didn't care what the NBA thought. He said, "This is how I'm coming because this is who I am." Yeah. So, but a lot of us didn't think that way, and a lot of us probably still don't think that way. We feel that we have to look a certain way to make other people comfortable, to make other people feel um, not intimidated by us, mm-hmm. because I think that has a lot to do with it uh, as well. So. Because it's 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 internalized anti-blackness, though. Yeah. And so, I I mean, I remember one time I was speaking to Alan Iverson. um, I remember the former Utah jazz owner um, back in in the 90s. I was listening to an interview. Mm. I I don't know who that is. Yeah, I know. So I'm just saying, but he was like, he was describing like how his players, he was talking about John Stockton and Carl Malone Mm -hmm. and how they were respectable and how they, you know, they operated in society. And he said, we're not like that thug point guard in, in Philadelphia who, you know, doesn't carry himself the right way. And I'm, I was like a teenager I was listening to this. I was like, the hell? <laughs> like, right. Like, I, and I'm, you know, I'm, and I'm the guy, he's, I'm wearing Allen Iverson shoes. And I, <laughs> I love Allen. And I'm like, he's a thug. Like, why was he, a, why is he a thug? Because like, the way he looked. Because the way he looked mm-hmm. and the way he dressed. And so it, it's this thing where we felt like we have to conform in order to um, not, yeah. yeah, in order to not be deemed um, in order to get de- uh, de- deemed for respect, so I'm gonna <laughs> to be deemed not black. To be not well, to be, well <laughs> not not not, 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 not threatening. To be not deemed, threatening you don't want to be threatening because mm-hmm. they don't care about blackness. 
as long as it's not threatening. And that's the thing about it, right? So we and that's, that's true. That goes into a whole. Mm, that's a whole different thing too, because then it's like then they then they think that we're not black or oh you're not black. Yes, I am. Right. Yeah. So that's, what, what, that's but crazy. like, what is black though? But you say race is a construct, which it is. Race is a construct. It though. is. Um, so um, I'm gonna go ahead and play Monique's player, please. Yes, and then you know, well, it's a it's a long clip, but y'all enjoy it. And I'm honored that y'all do that, right? But there are times where auntie got to talk to her babies and say some real shit. So yesterday, I was in the airport in Atlanta because I'm in Jackson, Mississippi now at Chuckles Comedy Club, right? And we got three shows tonight. We got a matinee at 5.30, then we got seven, then we got 10, right? And I'm excited. I always love going to the stage. So when we got to the airport yesterday, I was excited, like, all right, baby, let's go get him in Jackson, Mississippi. And as we began to walk through the airport, I saw so many, actually too many to count and too many for me to tap. But I saw so many of our young sisters in head bonnets, scarves, slippers, pajamas, blankets wrapped around them, and this is how they're showing up to the airport. And it, I've been seeing it, not just at the airport, I've been seeing it at the store, at the mall. I've been seeing sisters showing up with these bonnets and headscarves and their slippers. And the question that I'm having to you, my sweet babies, when did we lose pride in representing ourselves? When did we step away of let me make sure I'm presentable when I leave my home. Let me make sure I'm representing the family I created so that if I'm out in the street, I look like I have pride in myself. And I'm not saying no full face of makeup. I'm not saying no full front lace frontal. I'm not saying none of that. All I'm saying is, could you please comb your hair? And if you don't want to comb your hair, they got enough out here now, baby, where you can style yourself up and look like you have pride. I'm not saying you don't have pride, but the representation that you're showing, someone would have to ask you to know that you had it. So my sweet babies, for the ones that do call me auntie, I love you for real. Even the ones that don't, I love y'all too. But the babies that say auntie to me, please listen to auntie. Always have pride in your representation of you. It's not to get a man. It's not. It is just your representation of you, my sweet babies. So I'm just giving y'all a warning. If I see you in the streets, in the airport, in the Walmart, and you got a bonnet on and you got slippers on and you looking like what the fuck, are Nikki going to tap you? and say, hey, baby girl, show you what you worth. Show you what you deserve. So all of those posts that you see celebrities putting out there saying, hey, queen, hey, queen, hey, queen, well, can we start putting it into action? So I'm asking our wiser sisters, when we see our little babies out there looking like they just don't care, and I'm not saying y'all don't, 
it looks like it. Can we just tap them and say, baby girl, you deserve more than what you're showing. Represent you with pride, my babies. And that may be a part of us helping our community. Because if you look like you don't give a damn, how you gonna be treated? So, when I say, hey queen, I can only say it to the sisters that it belongs to. Because a lot of us are still in queen training. So if you're in queen training, stop being fearful of taking your position. And queens don't walk around with bonnets and headscarves and slippers and pajamas. That's for the house. When you go outside, represent you, baby, like you are worthy and you deserve the title of Hey Queen. Uh, Nikki, love y'all for real. And I ain't never gonna BS you. Stop wearing them bonnets and headscarves looking like don't nobody give a about you, nor do you give a about yourself. Because you're beautiful. So represent it. I love y'all for real, my babies. <laughs> all right. So this is a lot to peel back from that video. First of all, um, Monique put that video out. Like By the time y'all hear it, about it would be like a week or so out. Um, the problem, the number one thing, you know Monique is a comedian. Because how she talk about how people look. And she wearing, she got up at, in the bathrobe. With no bra. No bra. No <laughs> Looking crazy <laughs> and uploaded a video to her millions of followers talking about y'all need to respect how y'all look. And I'm right. like, I was that to me was fascinating. Hypocrisy? It's a lot of it's hypocrisy, and it was covered in almost like I was to the point where I'm like, is, is this like a is she trolling? Like, yeah, like, like what was that? Like, you know what I mean? Like, is she trolling with that? Because I, I thought that was a it was fascinating how she's mm-hmm. policing how other people should look. And to other to to some, they may be like, "Well, you don't look you don't look any better yourself right now." She didn't, you know. What and mean, didn't. like, she I mean, didn't. so like, it just it's a it was I guess because she didn't wear a head wrap or a scarf, that means that she was deemed respectable. And so I know that a lot of the the, the conversation surrounding that was. Um, you know, policing women or policing black women and how they look. And I, I mentioned in the beginning about respectability politics and how she touched on, whether she knowingly or unknowingly stated or knew that she was walking into this, mm-hmm. you know, when she says that uh, in order to be deemed respected, respected yeah. and, and treated with treated respect, respect, you have to look respected. And that's a problem. In a large scope, a slave mentality. It's, it's not only slave mentality, <laughs> but it goes along. It goes goes away. Uh, goes along with the idea that oh, you must have deserved it because mm-hmm. of what you were wearing. Mm-hmm. You deserved a certain. You deserved treatment because of what you're yeah. wearing. You deserve to That's be not de- good. right. You deserve to be dehumanized because of what you were wearing. And, and somebody mistreat me because I have on a hair bonnet. I somebody treat mistreat me. They talk about I, I'm talk less than because what what we're, we're think yeah, about it. That's that's. That's something to think about. That's something to think about, right? Yeah. Because think about it. So w- let's say somebody walks in and they have a, um, they're wearing tattered clothing. Mm-hmm. And another person walks in and they're looking great. Do you look at that person who's wearing tattered clothing like you're you're deemed less yes, than because you don't have what I deemed as appropriate clothing for the environment that I, f- I that's in it and it makes me feel uncomfortable. So my uncomfortableness makes me have to make you feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I have... 
the problem with with Monique. The hair bun. Okay. <laughs> just the entire thing, not just the hair bun. The entire thing. Okay, because I thought I think we disagree. On, on the hair, hair bonnet. I you, think we disagree on the hair bonnet. Thing. You you think well let me let me tell you what you think. You tell me what you think. I think that I think that we shouldn't wear hair bonnets out in public. You know, when you were giving all that information in the beginning, which was good, you know, hopefully people listen to it. My thing is when you say that we have to cover up our hair because it enticed them. Mm-hmm. Enticed them in what way? Mm-hmm. I mean does my my hair sexually arouse you? So now I have to, you know what I mean? Like what what way did it entice them? That's what we have to. I would I really would love to know that. And I don't think that we should wear hair bonnets out in public. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really believe it's a slave mentality or anything like that. I think that we have had so many things for so many years that we could wear if we want to wear our hair tied up. I mean, we have turbans we have scarves we have so many things that we can put on our head i think the hair bonnet should be should be in the house mm-hmm. and it not it's not because oh well you need to look a certain way when you go out but why are you wearing your hair bonnet out in the streets mm-hmm. the hair bonnet was not designed to be worn in the streets we have turbans i mean i have an auntie that has worn a turban my entire life and i'm in my 40s mm-hmm. so she wears her turban out everywhere that she goes so not saying oh because she could wear a hair bonnet too but she wears a turban i just don't think it should be worn outside and that's just me personally i don't judge people when they wear it i'm not tapping them like she said i'm not tapping anyone on the shoulder Mm -hmm. like you know young lady that you need to take your hair bonnet off or why are you wearing your hair bonnet i'm not doing that because everybody make their decisions for themselves or why they do it but i don't think you should wear them out in the public it should be they're made for the bonnet for to preserve your hair at home. Let it stay there. And this is the ironic thing that I have now have to take on the position of someone who is advocating for people to wear. First of all, wear what you want, number mm-hmm. one. But number two, um, I don't have a problem wearing hair bonnet because they're actually packaging of hair bonnets where that say is for outside and inside. Like outside <laughs> hair bonnet. So like okay. they're, they're literally packages. You mean maybe it's a turban or something? No, it's literally. We should have gone to the beauty store before we came up in here. So I could have seen that. I have not. I, I go to the beauty I'm supply you store all the time. I'm and I don't see hair bonnet inside or outside. I'm going to send you a picture. Okay, send me a picture because I need I'm going to send you a picture. Uh, like, no, don't wear your hair bonnet. And I have a pretty hair bonnet. Listen, my hair bonnet is leopard print. It has like a little tie on it and a bow in the front. But you don't see me going to the store or going shopping or going to the laundromat, uh, wherever it is I'm doing outside of my home with that hair bonnet on. And it's pretty in silk. Well, okay. So this one, it doesn't say outside, but it says it's a day and night cap. So Yeah, day okay. in the morning. Day, but listen. <laughs> but listen. So, but no. if you're, it's a day cap, right? So a day cap can generally means, a day cap means you're going to be out, out in the public. That's okay. what you be Wear your turban. Right? Wear your turban. I just text you. By Let the me way. see. Wear your turban if you want to do that. All right, but let, in my in my opinion, okay, right. And Kamara Williams, a hair a hair bonnet, <laughs> satin date. All right. Yeah. See. All right. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't get to come. You up know, because day daytime is eight o'clock in the morning. Daytime is six o'clock in the morning. Daytime is anywhere daytime when the is, sun is up to the sun is down. Okay, that's what, then. That's, so, so day, that's what I'm saying. So you're not going to be in the house all day. You're not gonna, some people in the house all right. day, right? <laughs> but at any rate, <laughs> okay. um, the the idea for me is that a, a hair bonnet or it's just a regular it's just hair covering, 
And it is. And so, I agree with that. Okay, so we're on I the same page with that. that. Yep. So if somebody should wants to cover their hair for whatever reason, whether mm-hmm. it's to keep it clean, keep it keep it um, styled, or to because of modesty or whatever, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. what people do. Like. People wear so now we have to we're doing grades of hair mm-hmm, covering. Mm-hmm, what is mm-hmm. the proper hair covering? Because I know in certain cultures, right, you have to cover your head in order to before and a hajib or whatever. Yeah, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. And so in Muslim that, culture and right. Yeah. So it's it's a it's an appropriate to cover your head. Mm-hmm. So and I'm not this is why is it okay to for a woman to and I'm not saying it's okay mm-hmm. either way because women should be able to do how they, they should be able to do what whatever want. whatever you want but. <laughs> In that culture, it's appropriate for a woman to wear hijab, and and they're beautiful, right? Women, you know, but they seeing, do that for religious purposes. They do it for purposes. religious purposes, right? For modesty. So it's I'm not. We're not wearing our bonnet. But for what I'm modesty. saying, what I know, we're not wearing for bonnet. But what I'm saying is, now we're talking about we're grading about what mm-hmm, is the appropriate mm-hmm. headdress, right? So, so that's the problem where we're at, like, because okay. so, now it becomes into a downward slope. Because yeah. now we say, okay, well, that's not appropriate for headdress, but that because here's what she said. She said in that video, uh, and don't wear scarves as well. And I'm like, she can't tell. She can't tell anyone what to do. So, but that's the problem. See what I'm saying? Like, she can't tell anyone so, what, so what she, to do. So she, saying, you didn't even come to the video. You didn't come to the video ready and, and ripe, sweetie. You came to the video with uh, no bra and a robe. But what I'm, but think about what I just said. She said. You can't wear it. Don't wear a hair bonnet in public and don't wear a scarf. Mm-hmm. So now you've now you have. She's talking about that. So she's doing that thing that you said earlier. Right. Yeah. I, I don't I'm saying I don't agree with that. I don't I don't agree with the hair bonnet. But the thing is, I'm not really sure why all of this came up all of a sudden. This is this has been happening. Because she went to our, an airport in Atlanta, which I have been is, to an airport in Atlanta. This has been happening in our community for years. Right. And this is to me is nothing new. So now why all of a sudden that you feel or you think that you can come on and say, you know, all the people that call me auntie don't wear your hair bunny and your scarves. But people been wearing hair bunnies out in these streets since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so why now that this video, that's that's what I was thinking. Like, wh- why are we even talking about it? You know why? Not us, but why? Because we talked about it on my show as well. Yeah. Why are we even talking about it? Why is this going viral? Do y'all know black people been wearing hair bonnet and slippers and pajamas to Walmart for decades? Like, what? Why is it so prevalent right now that everybody wants to talk about it? Oh, don't wear your hair bonnet. Because Monique walked to the airport and was oh like, "Oh my God, is this who we are? <laughs> is this what we represent?" So that's exactly what happened. But we've been, walks, it's been happening though. Know, so was she know, been blind? I mean, come on now. She just, it's, I have my theories, but it, no, she's just doing it to get, she's just doing it to, cause she was trending. To say re- yeah. To stay relevant and to be trending. That's what I think it is. But you also saw, saw a large number of women, black women who actually came to her fence. Like I, they were like, I agree. Just like you. I agree. They I were agree. Like, they said, that I agree we, that we shouldn't wear those in public, but, but it's also goes into the concept of policing women though. Right. Yeah. And policing what women wear and how they, what she should wear. And, what and they, that's been happening for years too. I agree. But now when you, when you start to internalize this like concept of, we need to police certain, we need to police what they wear. Mm-hmm. Then where does it stop? Because now we open the door. We've opened the, the door. The door's been open. I get it, but we keep. We're, if you keep propping that door open and letting the cold <laughs> air out, as my mom says, don't close my close that door in my house. I got don't the air. Let, con- yeah, I got yeah. the air. Don't let the, yeah. All right, so like we keep propping open that door, like you know, and so now you, you, 
once you open that door, it's hard to say, well, no, it's, it's, we don't want this to be worn, but it's okay for us to wear mm-hmm. this. And you have to be careful. How about we just don't do that? Because, and because I can we, see that. Okay, we, okay. we internalize, because we don't want to internalize white supremacy. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, oh, uh, yeah. We don't want to internalize it. Yeah, we are internalizing. The, we have been internalized. We have, but oh, I'm saying, okay, okay. But we, we're we don't want to continue, continue to internalize to it. internalize white supremacy. Because I'm like, because you know it's there and it's always been there. Right. So that's that's the thing where I'm not into policing. Like I I don't judge people, but you know I think the last time that I was here, it's it's shameful. Right. And I always tell people, we live in America. Right. And. We have to be mindful of the way that we look and we have to be mindful of the way that we present ourselves. It's unfortunate. Right. It's, it's really unfortunate because, like you said, you know, some people can go in with the khaki pants, flip flops, uh, polo, button down shirt. Yeah. And get a job and, you know, six figures and everything else. But we have to come suited and booted. Mm-hmm. And we have to, and we still, we still may not get the job or still may not get the gig. So, I mean, I get that, but we've internalized a lot of things for a very long time. So why do you think in the twenties and the thirties and the forties that black people looked a certain way? You know what I mean? You got the, yeah, you got, we're trying to fit in. We want to make them comfortable. We wanted to conform. And that's what I'm saying. So we're trying to, we were, so with the concept of conforming into an ideal of, you know, Eurocentric, um, aesthetics, right? Mm-hmm. And, the colonizers, right? In they order all. to, in order to straighten out our hair, in mm-hmm. order to wear, we have to wear suits. Think about it. If if wearing certain articles of clothing was so important in our deemed of respectability, they would have been beating people's asses in the sixties and fifties mm-hmm. um, when they were wearing suits at lunch counters, right? Right. So, so it, wasn't, hard bottom, it wasn't important. It wasn't important. So the style of dress and what you're, how you're wearing. Mm-hmm. It's not indicative of how people should treat you, and that's it's what. Not. And that's what was the most troubling thing with that Monique said um, is if you're going to be given in order to be given respect, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know you have to wear a certain thing. And I'm like, there's our history is tattered with with um, examples of how of that not being true. Yeah, that not being true. <laughs> yeah, right. Because that that means you're you're not. I'm not. I don't owe you a yeah. respect based on what I see you wearing. Right. But you know what I learned that though, and I was going to tell you this offline. Um, I was young. My father used to work in um, at, for Dodge, and he was a car salesman. And so he told me he came home and he told me the story of uh, a person that um, would came onto the car lot. So he guy came in and he had on shit jeans, like like literally like he came like he came from the farm. Mm-hmm. So he had on a, like some jeans, <laughs> like like literally had shit on them, right, and some boots, whatnot, and some tattered. Like shirt, yeah. like you know, like he's been working all day, so he's walking around the car lot. And you know how when you're working around the car lot, it's like people they people they, are coming at you like, oh yeah. my god, yeah. They so they're trying to get you to buy the car. They they kind of see how you mm-hmm. how you look, and they're kind of based like, oh, can he afford this or can mm-hmm. she afford this? Um, nobody went around him. Nobody went around this person because they're like, this guy can't. And he he was walking around. Remember the Dodge mm-hmm. Vipers. That mm-hmm, came out. That's all. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm dating myself here, but yeah. So the Dodge Vipers. Do, do they still make that? I don't, they definitely don't make that Dodge oh, okay, Viper. Well, maybe okay, they okay. do. I don't know. I don't think they do. Probably gonna come out with a new one. Yeah. And so when the Dodge Vipers just came out, they were like eighty thousand dollars cars, which was a lot in the nineties. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's a lot now. It's a lot the now. Nineties. Yeah, but I'm, but that was. A, <laughs> I'm not buying no eighty thousand dollars car. But it's definitely was a lot in the nineties. All right. So the guy comes out and nobody's is 
going to him. So my dad goes up to him because he's like, nobody's giving him attention. My dad walks up to him. I says, yeah, I want, um, I want two of these. And because he was walking around and the, nobody and said anything. Nobody said anything to him. So stupid. And the guy said, guy said I, want, I want two of these. And the dad said, you, you want two Dodge Vipers? He said, yeah, I'm going to buy them. And it was like, okay, we can get up. Get, let's go to financing. Now, I'm going to buy them in cash. I have, I have the money. I'm just going to, I just was trying to look at them, but I want to buy one for, my, for myself and my wife. And um, if you can have them delivered to the house. Bam, just right. like that. Just like that. But he taught me. He told me that story, and he said, "You know, you, you don't want to ever judge somebody. Don't ever judge a book by his, its cover. Just on how they look. No. That was his. That was his story to me to say. Never look at somebody and be like they can't afford something. Never, or they don't deserve the respect because of you think how they look. How, how they you look, think they look. How you think they look. Yeah. You know. Um. But. It's true. I agree with but you, that, but you know, but that was, but that's something that stuck with me, and yeah. you know, I, it was a set, left an indelible mark on how I view people. I don't look at people and be like, "Oh, you look a certain way," so I have to turn up my nose. Yeah, because people live lives too. People live lives, man. Lies, lies, lies. Oh, lies, lies. lies. Yeah, yeah, people live lives. That's people true. People live lives. You know, and and that's listen. It's twenty twenty one, and I I work. I'll date myself as well. I worked retail for over twenty years. Mm-hmm. And that was that would be one of the things that I always told, you know, I would tell my staff, don't judge people how they look, because Mm -hmm. as soon as you do, you're going to make the worst mistake ever. Mm -hmm. As soon as you judge that person and don't want to help them, you are not courteous to them. You're not giving them the respect that's due. That would be that person come in and make a a five thousand, ten thousand dollar sale. And you didn't help them because you. Because of the way that they looked. Right. Um, so, yeah, I don't think we should. I don't do that either. You should never judge. And we go through that, too. You know, as black Americans, we go into these luxury stores. We have the money to spend. Mm-hmm. They kind of, ah, they you know, treat us a certain type of way because they feel that we don't have the money to uh, to spend. So, yeah, I most definitely think. But you still dress nice. I dress you nice. Still, I'm just saying you still present yourself I, well. Because I like to look nice. Okay, then. So, that's but, the thing. But that's, that's me, pers- my personal decision. I like, because right. I've always enjoyed, I enjoy looking fashion. Good. I enjoyed looking good. I enjoyed yeah. things. If I'm going to judge anybody, <laughs> it's going to be like, well, why'd you wear that? Like, not, right. when you're when I know you're trying hard, I'd be like, oh, no, come on now. Why'd you, <laughs> All right. why'd you put that together? So, and that's the thing from with Monique. Not be, but not because I don't respect you, but I am going to be like, looking at you like, yeah, you could have you you put that together a little bit better. The, right. So you're going from a different, you're going from a fashion um, perspective or right. a style perspective. Not a humanity. Not a humanity or respectability. Right. And that's the thing with the issue I have with Monique's little statement or ran or whatever she just did because you're 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 coming from a place of hypocrisy because you don't look good if i if that were me making that video listen i would have put at least some lipstick on maybe some mascara and i would have put on a top with a brassiere first of all (laughs) you really have a problem she she came on yeah yeah you know because you can't tell me what i need to do or what i need to look like either good or bad. I agree that we shouldn't, the lady shouldn't wear the hair bonnets at the airport, at the grocery store, you know, picking up your kids in the line or, you know, dropping your kids off but to why school. Though? But why? I, for, for me, I just don't, it's just not a good look. And it's like I'm wearing sweats from, though. It's like comfortable. I don't wear those either. Okay. Okay. Well, that's what I'm saying. So you have to think for, for me and my, okay. my mindset, I have a, I have a way that I look when I'm casual. Like mm-hmm. I feel I'm really casual today. Mm-hmm. 
Like on on my show, this that might would be, be that might be dressed up for some people. Like, though. but this would be my casual Thursday, right? You understand what I'm saying? So this is casual for me today. My shoes and everything. Right. So and maybe because I have a fashion mind like you, right. like I, I just wouldn't do it. I don't even do flip flops. I don't even like cargo pants. Right. You know what I mean? So just little stuff. But that's just me personally. But I'm not going to put off my beliefs to someone else. Right. I'm not going to judge you because you do wear hair bonnet. I'm right. not going to judge you because you do wear slippers in the store. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's inappropriate. I don't like it, but I'm not going to put that belief off on you. Right. And and I think that's what she was doing. Like, oh, we don't have any respect for ourselves. That don't mean people don't have respect for themselves. A girl may have, you know, a thousand dollars in weave lace front or whatever and underneath she don't want to get on she dirt. might not be she want, might not want to get her hair she just want to may want to keep it she don't want to listen somebody especially what's odd about it she's i was looking around the airport i saw everybody listen we just came off a whole panorama <laughs> and so everybody everybody don't want to be walking to no dirty airport that's what i'm saying so yeah. it could be it could be different reasons of right. why people are doing it i just think she she wanted to not come from a place of judgment, but I think she came from a place of judgment. Which is the ironic irony. But she said, oh, you know, she, you know, and you always know when people come from judgment. I don't mean to be judgmental. Yeah. You just, you just, yeah, the hell you are. Yeah, what are you about to say? Just say it. Don't, right. don't give me that. Right. Don't give me that disclaimer. Right. Just say what you're going to say and own it. Right. Period. Just walk into it. Just, bam. Smack yeah. in it. Just walk into it and just, just own it. And own it. Yeah. yeah. So I'm saying I don't, I don't like it, but I'm not judging anyone that does it. That's fascinating because you can you always can tell when somebody they know they're about to say some bullshit when they have to give you some a disclaimer about something. Well, I don't mean to offend you. I don't mean to offend you. <laughs> if I when, offend somebody, you. when somebody says I'm not racist, but like, well, no, you you about to say some racist stuff. <laughs> you want to sound racist? I ain't, I ain't homophobic, but you know, I ain't, you know. Like, what you doing in the dark? <laughs> right. Ah, yeah. Whatever. Like so, you know, and you know that's what people how they come to you. Like yeah. shut up. Yeah. That's just own what you're saying. And she just should have said, hey, I saw these ladies. Oh, I don't like it. But then all this ranting and raving for four minutes, four and a half minutes. Like, girl, shut up. That video could have been 30 seconds. Bye. She, you know, she, she was trying to, at that point, I felt like she was talking herself into her opinion. And, like, you know, when someone is taking too long to explain a 30-second concept. Don't you hate that? Yeah. Oh, and I know you get it a lot. Yeah. Because you're an attorney. I'm like, I don't know how y'all do that. I can't, do, I can't deal with the fluff. Yeah, I'm yeah. saying I'm like yeah yeah I have to work on my poker face <laughs> I'm working on it though I'm working on it yeah if you watch much yeah you can't tell what I'm thinking I'm like mm. sometimes I get faces like yeah Ooh. I have a, I have a, um I don't know if it's called a poker face but it's hard for people to process what I'm thinking it's a poker face bro that's what it is yeah yeah people might think one way but I'm you don't know what I'm thinking mm-hmm. but I I am thinking a lot my that's wife calls it being thing. aloof but <laughs> no, no, yeah, but I, am, that's your poker face. No, Though you know, you're being aloof. I do know. When don't, I'm don't aloof. do that. Don't do that. Cause I'm like that sometimes too. Yeah. And my children know it. Cause it's like, are you, no, I'm really not listening to you right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so let's move on. But mm-mm. she just should have kept her mouth closed. She won't pub. She want to, she want to stay trending and all that up stuff. So that's what, that's really what it's all about. I mean, you know, that's, that could be true because she, that did, she, is. She, she, did, she, she mentioned her, um, her comedy show and how I'm in Mississippi right now. Yeah, it was like it was it was a good promo. It was well, good she promo. It, she is funny. I don't I haven't seen her in a while. I've, I've seen her before in stand up. Yeah. She is funny. Yeah, but I don't know if she's still it's funny. not my brand of comedy, but just fine. I mean, she's a little racy, 
racy, racy. I mean, it it fits for whomever that audience. It's not she's, she's not my funny. brand. Yeah, she's, she's funny. She she has had <laughs> she she's had funny moments, but she's not my. <laughs> she's had funny moments. I you know I haven't. She's not my. I'm not her crowd though. I, whatever mm-hmm. that crowd may be, but you're I you're not just, it. But just like I've only seen her once. So Kevin Hart. I'm like I'm not a big Kevin Hart fan. Yeah, I don't. He's not right. But most people, you know, it's it's. I'm saying it, that's not being negative on her yeah, yeah. appeal. Eric, I'm just saying our, we have our preferences. It's, it's there's nothing wrong with the preference. So preferences, just like, like we have yeah. preferences in comedy, we have preferences in how you want people, and your so preferences. Look. Are don't like, wear the hair bonnet. Don't wear hair bonnet. Don't wear the hair But don't you think? Don't you? Girls. Don't you think though? Like, do you agree? Oh, I agree with what you were saying. Not anti-blackness. Yeah, I understand what you're saying, and you know I get it. That we we do have to make other people feel comfortable, mm-hmm. and I think at some point we need to stop making them feel comfortable. Because you know what? That means we're shifting who we authentically are to make someone else feel comfortable. And me, I'm at a place, and my friends probably would say I've always been this way. I'm not doing anything to make you feel comfortable. Yeah. If you have a problem with Katrina, then that's your problem. Yeah. It ain't mine. Right. And if you have a problem with something I say, address me. Right. You, you know what I mean? And that's just what it is. Because if you say something, I will probably address you, you know, sooner than later. So you know I, what I think was interesting um, about scarves, right? Yeah. Why did she say don't wear scarves? Well, what I thought was fascinating is that um, <laughs> I didn't get it. This the concept of a headscarf um, was popularized in white in around white middle class women by Jackie O. Jackie O. Oh yeah, oh yeah, because she would put it around, the, around, and right, and mm-hmm. then she wore glasses. She have it at the back, have right? Her big glasses on, right? Yeah. And it was popular, and so because before then, um, women were not wearing headscarves. Yes. Mm-hmm. They weren't wearing, and, and that, and it became very fashionable in vogue. Yeah, um, I remember that. Yeah, mm-hmm. now the women used they. I remember pictures. Yes, I remember pictures. Yeah, yeah. and so it just it. I say all that to say. Say that. Well, I say all that to say that, um, and Mickey Kendall, she's actually a author from, uh, she has a book called uh, Hood Feminism, which I implore um, everybody to check out. Mm-hmm. It's a good book. But she says that popularizing a concept of headwear, um, it's only going to be deemed acceptable once white culture um, gets its tap, which is the whole po- point of this podcast, right? Because idea that culture is just a matter of perspective and mm-hmm. we're not it's uncultured mm-hmm. until until majority says that we are um it's appropriate you, and you so, agree with that right you think you, you you agree with that yes or no my whole show is on that to say culture is a matter of perspective and yeah. it's like and so it's uh it's about perspective and opinion and yeah. after all culture just another way to say discovered so it's once it's been discovered then it's be, being been deemed appropriate. Mm-hmm. So what you're going to end up happen, having is that a um, somebody, a fashion designer, is going to come out with a head wrap, mm-hmm. and it's going to be deemed like the the day head wrap, and it's mm-hmm. only at Bergdorf's for two hundred and twenty dollars. You are so PC. Do you have to be that way? Do you have to be that way? Why? What do you mean? You know what happens. I've been in fashion for a very long time. Okay. Most designers get their oh, yeah. ideas from the streets. Oh, I know. Oh, okay. And oh, then no. they come in and the thing is that 
black people have been doing it for a very, very long time. It could be almost a decade. Yeah. And then they will come down, they will come out that 11th year mm-hmm. and say that this is something that they did. Right. And it's not true at all. And let's go back to, let's talk about, you know, Dapper Dan when it came to Gucci. Mm-hmm. You know, they said, oh, we're going back to uh, the archives. But no, you didn't go back to the archives. What you did was go back to the hip hop era when the guys were wearing all the uh, track suits, puffer jackets and all this stuff. And you come out with an entire collection. Right. And the culture was like, no, like it's enough black people now in fashion. Well, it's not enough, but it's more than usual that they were like start tweeting and telling uh gucci you got to take that down right because you can't it, sell this because you're were, copying you know, off of dapper culture. dan, yeah, dapper you, dan and, yeah, yeah. and they was like oh and you you knew what was going to happen and this happened to us time and time again but they shut it when i tell you they shut it down well you know the fascinating thing about dapper, the whole they dapper shut dan, it down the, the the most fascinating part about dapper dan episode um that happened a couple years ago was that he actually tried in the eighties and to mm-hmm. become a designer for Gucci and they turned their nose at him. And mm-hmm. so then he decided, so when he got popular, it's like, okay, well, hell I'm just going to say, do I'm just going to buy these fabrics, buy these fabrics <laughs> imitation and do imitation. And <laughs> I'm going to, and, and I'm going to create designs yep. that are appealable towards black culture and that's how he got popularized. LL Cool J, everybody yeah, all, was coming in his right. har, into his Harlem shop, shop and getting and their stuff they custom. Were wearing, and he yeah. became, and that's how he um, got his uh, his notoriety. So um, I'm glad you said that though about designers because um, this is what we call a segue. And you did not know I was going to bring this up. Oh, but, okay. But you did you see that Vogue um, cover of with Amanda Gorman and she was wearing the kente cloth. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that one. Okay. And so how I I was like, and everybody was raving about it. Like, oh, she looks amazing. And so I'm going to show you the picture. You know what I'm talking about, right? I, yeah, I know. What I'm, I know. Um, yeah. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Go go ahead. Because I want to see, you know, where you're going for that. Because everybody's like, oh. Yeah. Oh, they did it right. Well. They did this better than they did. Uh, VP Kamala, blah, 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 blah. Well, here, whatever. Here, here's my thought. I mean, we can talk about that in a moment, but. I actually had um, I had an issue with the Amanda Gorman shoot, not for not because of this subject, subject mm-hmm. being Amanda Gorman, but uh, the picture rubbed me weird because Louis Vuitton is selling an African aesthetic, and there was like really a lot to unpack with that, right? Because thinking about like African culture and African clothing and a beauty that is often exploited by mm-hmm. black luxury brands. And, you know, especially I can only imagine seeing an LV monogrammed kente cloth, especially when considered how Louis Vuitton um, is was is known for some type of anti-blackness campaigns. Mm-hmm. And even Vogue, you know, Vogue magazine is known for anti-blackness in the past for promoting when in promoting activism. Right. And really strikes is almost like it's a performative piece mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that Vogue was doing by having somebody who. Is clearly a poet, an activist poet, right? Yeah. Or whatever that term means. And using it to promote a black um, aesthetic and on a, uh, on a quote unquote white magazine that has a history of. Um, That's what it is. Uh, racially being <laughs> ra- racially insensitive. Um, and, you know, I, like, I love fashion, obviously, but 
you have to ponder on the role of exploitation concerning our culture and our people. Right, right. And even think about it, like, okay, so what Louis Vuitton is going to start selling a fifteen hundred dollar kente cloth that you could probably get for two dollars, exactly. right? And if they're not doing anything for us. Well, they're not doing anything remarkable with it. They're not doing anything remarkable with the kente cloth. It didn't look anything. It wasn't spectacular. It just had the big, you know, it had the big monogrammed Louis Vuitton buckle or whatever on it. And yeah. I just thought it was a, I thought the the entire shoot was performative in, um, in in every aspect. But what are your thoughts on it? I, I know I said a lot, but yeah, I I I thought that the people were ranting and raving about it, and then you know what I said earlier as far as the comparison between um, VP Kamala cover and amanda that was lazy the way they did um right but the thing is it was it was lazy for who mm. because when you when you look at the comments and read vp kamala approved it well, she her her staff yeah, i'm just saying her yeah. staff her team picked out the looks yeah so it was a goal in their site so who was it lazy for was it lazy uh on vogue part or was it lazy on her team her team and her staff or whomever she has around her Both of them. so i'm saying so i was like oh they're so disappointed and then with her i didn't even really get i thought it was great for amanda to be on there but i'm not with the whole lv and the kente cloth it's like when the uh what's her name nancy pelosi and they all yeah. did these yeah. Say, like stop it yeah what, what are you doing we yeah. don't we don't care about you putting on something that's deemed to be African right. print in order to be in order to in be, order to be you know sensitive or in order to say that we are with you that's right. baloney right. colony whatever you want to call it that's crazy to me right I don't have to wear like Palestinian clothes in no. order to be empathetic to a Palestinian I rights. don't right. I don't I don't have to you know and it's and the thing is like as and Amanda may have been very excited she's only twenty two or twenty three I young believe girl. yeah. To say that, you know what, I'm on the cover, the cover of Vogue. Vogue. It takes a lot of people to get here. So she probably didn't really, really think about it. She probably thought it was really cool to have on a kente cloth and everything and for it to be LV. She probably didn't go into the deeper part of it, like, you know, the mockery or saying that we're going to put you in this because well, you're a poet, because you because you are an activist and people have deemed you, you know, the next, you know, Nina Simone or whatever, as far as when this generation, as far when it comes to black culture. Mm-hmm. So she probably didn't think that deep into it. And obviously her team didn't either because she was wearing it, because I'm quite sure there were racks and racks and racks of clothing mm-hmm. for her for her to choose from. That's what that's what happens at photo shoots, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe she picked it out before. So she probably didn't think that deeper into it but i'm thinking maybe six seven eight years ten years later she's probably going to think like oh well maybe i should have rethought that cover or not the cover but what i decided to wear Mm -hmm. so it's to me it's just mockery it's just always like they're always doing something to play to to just say we're we're here for you but they're really not right you know what i mean like i i just don't get it like she could have picked something else and i lv needs to just don't do it Mm -hmm. LV Moet Hennessy, y'all have enough money. Don't be going to Africa and buying the Kente cloths like you they're said. Not, for, they're not going to Africa. They're going to for two dollars, yeah. China, yeah, that's whatever. Exactly, that's exactly where they're going. The, either way, don't don't go and do that mm-hmm. because it's not doing any justice. So we're going to see people walking around with LV Kente cloth, and it's a big deal. That's silly to me. I don't get that. Well, to be fair, too, if anybody 
let's just be honest though. If Vogue came to you and be like, Katrina, we want to put you on the cover, mm-hmm. you, we people would jump at, jump at that. I, I I didn't say that. I said it's good that as she like I right. said, she's twenty two or twenty three years old, and she was excited to be on the cover of Vogue magazine. Some of us will not be able to do that. Yeah, I'm gonna. Ju- I will be like, absolutely, mm-hmm. let's do it. But I'm selecting my clothing. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing anything. I'm not doing anything that's going to make me feel some type of way about my culture. Right. I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. Period. Or I could say no. Right. What I believe in that. What are they doing to me? If 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 I'm on the cover of Vogue, that means I already have enough notoriety. Trust me. So what what is that going to do more for me if I'm going to do something that's going to water down my culture or give give the culture a side eye? Right. We don't need to do that when we get in places. We need to take a stance. Right. Like, I'm not wearing that. Mm-hmm. What are they going to tell her? They don't pay for the shoot, the f- photographer, the location, yeah. the stylist, if she doesn't have her team. Yeah. You know how much money they've already spent? Because if I'm the stylist on Vogue, you, my check is going to be nice. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> right, right. So you think they're going to cancel because she don't want to wear that particular look? Mm. No. Mm. You can fair. say no. That's fair. Don't do it. That's fair. And that didn't look like nothing. I could have sewn that. And I don't even sew. Just look like it's right. fabric that they just did one shoulder, it, gathered it, it, it up. It was like it was like one piece of fabric. Yeah, so yeah. they gathered, put it on one shoulder, gathered it up, put a belt on it, yeah. and draped it down while she's sitting on a chair. Uh, uh yeah. Underwhelming. I mean, I mean it, it it didn't look like it was a lot of thought. That that much thought into thought it. Process. Underwhelming. Yeah. You know. But yeah. so, okay. Different different perspective. Do you feel like we just talked about um, Vice President Harris mm-hmm. and the underwhelming shoot and then Amanda Gorman and her underwhelming mm-hmm. shoot. Do you feel like there's an intention of creating a a less fabulous, less ordinary, I mean, a more ordinary, but mm-hmm. kind of like it's like almost like. You know what I'm going like in yeah, these yeah. photo shoots, like I it, it, it doesn't it didn't blow me. Away. It doesn't blow anybody mm-hmm. away mm-hmm. from the from my eye. I'm like, I looked at it like, OK, this is. Yeah, I don't think it's I don't think it's intentional, but I think it's a subconscious thing that when it comes to us, they're not they don't even realize that they're doing that. They're not going to go the extra mile or they're not going to put that much effort in it. Mm -hmm. So I don't even think it's intentional. I think it's just in their conscience and they don't even really think about it unless, you know, they have a team like a Beyonce team. That comes in, she say, "Oh, if you, if I'm going to be on, Beyonce already has her looks, and she knows. If what I'm is, going yeah. to be on this cover, right? Don't worry about it. My entire team. When 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 what day is the photo shoot? Right. Where's the location? Right. What's the background? What are we doing? Or better yet, here's or she, the location. Or they have their personal stylist. Exactly. Right. You understand what I'm saying? So th- she's she's already going to come ready with. They don't even have to do anything. Mm-hmm. And you got to think. I believe it was Beyonce. That had Tyler, the young man, was the first black photographer for Vogue cover. Yeah, yeah. You understand what I'm saying? So you have to come in. If I'm on, t- if I'm on the cover of Vogue, that means I'm, I'm doing the do. Mm-hmm. So I can come in and make these decisions, or I can come in and say A, B, and C, or I'm not doing it. Right. That's fair. So let me ask you about Kamala, though. All right. Before I get into Kamala. <laughs> I'm gonna give a shout out to my frat brother Alex because he um we were talking about a just a number of different subjects and um he brought up the concept of like politicians mm-hmm. and how can like you know 
and just relatability and what they wear. And we talked about this on our first. We talked about the first, yeah. The first time we got on there, politicians wearing certain clothing and mm-hmm. relating. And, you know, his, his thoughts like, man, like, you know how incredible it would be for a politician to come instead of wearing some wingtips and it's, you know, but wear some J's and some, and, um, and, and, and some uh, uh, jeans mm-hmm. and whatever, and just like talk to people, like because you can get you'll get more yeah. out of it as opposed to. And like, I said that too. Yeah, I agree. And actually, I that's if I was ever going to run for office, if I was gonna, that's what I would be. That would be my yeah, uniform. I would be on your team, right, sir? Like no, but I'm just I'm just saying, <laughs> but not saying that's not an announcement, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but <laughs> but that, I'm just saying, I'm, you know, I'm working on. I'm like, look, hey, I told him he needs to do it. Listen, that's not an announcement, ladies and gentlemen. I like my life. I like my private life. So, um, but whatever. If I was going to do that, it would be I would be wearing sneakers. Like every, I, mm-hmm. I mean, like real sneakers. Like I'd be wearing like not Converse, not Converse. But you know, but even in that concept, though, it was so. Those things Transformative. are so uncomfortable. <laughs> Converse are, are uh, those chucks are uncomfortable. uncomfortable. But um, it was so um, transformative, though, for, even for somebody, a vice presidential mm-hmm. candidate, to be wearing Converse and jeans. Like, that just shows you how ritualistic we, we view mm-hmm. people in conformity in certain aspects of society. Like, right. they have to look a certain way in order for us to ding, 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 respect them. But that's my generation, I think. I mean, my generation and the generation before me. I don't right. think I don't think millennials and, Gen Z, and my Gen children X generation millennials yeah, yeah. they don't think that way. Yeah. And millennials are the largest <laughs> generation on earth right now. Mm. So, and I believe you're yeah. millennial, right? Yeah. So, it's more y'all <laughs> than it is of me and the group before me and the group before that. And then zillennials, I don't think is that way anymore. I think millennials and Gen Z, they want people to, they want to be relatable. They want to be able to touch people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you need to come and present yourself. authentic. First of all, they can, y'all can smell a mile a minute when they being all fake and phony. Right. Like most of y'all don't like that. Right. You know, some of y'all kind of do it just mm-hmm. for your, jobs and careers and moving and shaking in different places but for the majority of you don't you don't like that at the core right and the generation behind you they definitely don't like it right you know what i mean so you should have on some real sneakers i don't want to want no converse that's my generation that's old lady stuff right (laughs) like i mean no it is right if you saw everybody with the chucks and the pearls i'm like or what? I ain't got no Converse. That's, that's your sorority, sister. I don't care. I'm not. Gonna, <laughs> I'm not wearing. I'm not. I'm not buying no Converse. I'm not right. putting no picture of no pearls and no I, chucks. I mean, I thought it was. A, I. I. While well, I do, I thought it was plain, but I thought it was. It was dope in the concept that it's a different look for a vice president. Well, that lady. I told you that lady don't want to be on that plane yeah. and doing all that stuff and wearing heels. Heels yeah. hurt your feet. Yeah. After a certain period of time. Right. I mean, I wish her team would have probably done a different shoe or, you know, done a little partnership because, you know, Converse think, stock went up. I don't up. think they thought about it. They I don't didn't think, think about it. They didn't think about it. I think she. They should have. They, but I'm, t- yeah, they should have. But I, this goes, goes to show you that it, I don't think it was well thought out. And then when it saw that it, it tracked, as in most politics, it picked up. They were so like, oh, like, like, this is going to be the look. That's the look. And I mm-hmm. think that's what really tended to happen. So, you know, to show you the importance of shoes, we talked about this at, mm-hmm. again. Um, at that inauguration. Inauguration. <laughs> and, like, you know, because he brought that up. Like, at my frat, 
uh, brought it up. He said, you know, it just it it really did bring attention to some to certain groups who no, normally would not care about the inauguration. Mm-hmm. They were like, man, like you know, somebody's wearing Jordans, and that he said that's what made him want to start tuning to the inauguration. Go like, like you saw Jordans were trending, and you know, the Dior, warm, and they yeah, wore Dior yeah, Jordans. Yeah. So I, you know, we talked about like, damn, like so why doesn't a candidate like wear <laughs> something that like Jordans? Because that would like automatically make them distinctive. Like I'm talking about if I was running for a big office. I'd be like, yo, give me some nice J's, man. It's that thing that we just talked about. Right. And that, on what we're talking about right now, the way that we feel that we have to present ourselves. Right. And that means the hard mm-hmm. bottoms. That means that old silly behind, button up, rolled up. Right. Khaki pants. Mm-hmm. Who dressed like that? Right. Like, really? No, that's the question. And more of rhetorical. Who dressed like that? Do we dress like that? No, we don't dress like that. <laughs> okay, so you know we don't dress like that, <laughs> right? So, and that's what I'm saying. So that's what you—that's what we're talking about. It's that thing that people feel like they have to do, but they have to understand that it's uh, your generation shifted a lot of things. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? People, a lot of companies want to get in your pockets, right? Your pocket. So they've done a lot of things to shift. So politicians need to think that you all have the most voting power mm-hmm. and the and the ones that are behind you, they need to shift the way that they're they're thinking. That's why they're not losing. That's why people are not engaged. Right. But you gotta be able to do what's popular. You gotta be able to do what you gotta make yourself people, you gotta make yourself distinctive. Very much so, and you yeah. still need to be authentic in doing that. Right. But they still wanna go to these sixty year olds that's voting. They still wanna go to these fifty year olds that's voting mm-hmm. that's not it right and that's the thing is like people need to understand that that's even even in workplaces mm-hmm. even coming to work so yeah these new politicians that are coming up like you I'm you not know, a politician stop, i'm not saying that you stop, stop pointing at me <laughs> <laughs> listen <laughs> these new people that want to be judges and you know judges that have to be voted for not appointed right you know commissioners right. doing things in your local area you need to have a whole team and the way that you look does not need to be an afterthought. Trust me, it does not need to be an afterthought. That's fair. I agree. Does not need to be an afterthought. I agree. So, again, I made me think as you were talking, I was thinking about how, like, um, the first time my first home and my mom, when I was trying to get my go to the bank, and she says, you know, make sure you put on a nice, <laughs> nice suit and. You know, so you go can, to the bank to get your loan. To get go to the bank get your loan. Oh my god! So they can <laughs> respect you and they can take you seriously. That's my mom. And, and how old? Are, how I mean, your mom yeah. is in a generation. Right, my mom's in right now. She's in her sixties. Mm-hmm. You know, and so, so she's a baby boomer. Oh, what that generation is? Oh, okay, maybe I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's a. That's boomer. how they think. That's how, yeah. And so, mm-hmm. but I remember my first home. She. It was like, you know, when you go to the bank, make sure you wear, wear nice little, wear um, nice clothing and, you know, make sure they respect you. Or anytime, even when I my first car in my 20s, she's like, when you go to dealership, don't, which is ironic because her husband is a car sales was a car mm-hmm. salesman. She says, you know, dress decently um, so people can respect you. When they're get ready to give you a loan or give you money, you don't want to look like you can't afford it, which is what it. it I know we we're going circling back, which is the whole point of. I don't know if it's if we're ever going to walk away. 
entirely. I don't, I don't know either. From the thought process that we have to, in order, we can we be able to judge people on how and what they wear. Mm-hmm. But we just talked about this whole segment of politicians, you know, yeah. should wear I, I, I should should wear something in order to, for us to judge them appropriately. Mm-hmm. But then, so it's like, are we talking out of both sides of our mouth? That's yeah. I guess what I'm trying to That's say. I don't. I don't think it's. To be honest with you, I don't think it's going to go anywhere. Okay. I, I don't. I don't I don't think that I think we're always gonna be judged by the way that we look. Mm-hmm. Period. Especially us and especially you as a black man. Mm-hmm. Um, they're gonna judge you by the way you look. If you coming in looking nice and sharp and not have on you know, you can have your nice watch, you can have your nice, you know, necklace or everything like that. But if you coming in looking like uh one of these twenty year old rappers who do you think they're going to come to first? They're going to come to you because they're going to feel more comfortable talking to you. They're going to feel more comfortable even making eye contact with you mm-hmm. before they make any contact with that young man. Right. Period. They're not going to even pay attention to that young man because they probably gonna be, they're going to be intimidated him, intimidated by him. But that young man may have more money than you. And that young man may even be nicer than you. Mm-hmm. But they're not going to go to him because of the way that he looks. And I don't think it's going to ever go anywhere. Mm-hmm. As black people, we're always going to have to look better mm-hmm. when we go when we go somewhere. Thank God that, you know, you really don't have to go to the bank anymore to loans. You know, you can yeah, do it online no now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. we're always going to have to look better. I just dated better. myself, by the way. Yeah, but I'm just saying we're, all, we're yeah. always going to have to look better. We're always going to have to present ourselves well. Mm-hmm. We cannot be co- going anywhere with the flip-flops. And the shorts and a button-down shirt. We just can't do it. What do you think? You think you're going to get that job? When you go in like that? No. When you go in for that interview, you're right. not going to. So, personally, I don't think it's ever going to go anywhere. And then, personally, I don't even think it's gotten any better. So, oh, this is what I wanted to talk to you about. Because I was thinking about this. Um, there was a restaurant. It went viral last year. It was a restaurant that they wouldn't <laughs> serve this black couple mm. because a gentleman was wearing um, sneakers in the restaurant and it was a very high, high end restaurant. And um, the manager was like, yeah, we just don't serve people where they're wearing sneakers and casual dress. And the guy was like, these sneakers are worth like a thousand dollars. These are like a thousand dollar sneakers. And, you know, he was like naming off the, like, this is, these jeans are $500 jeans and, mm-hmm. you know, da, da, da. And the guy's like, I don't, they don't care. Right. You know, and he was, you know, he was, and he was like astonished and it was, it went viral last year. I, sh- I didn't mm-hmm. even pull the video. Um, but they don't care. I thought about like, damn, that's crazy that, you know, even in the midst of clearly the person's not going to go to this restaurant that they can't afford it. Mm-hmm. Right. But Facts. right. They're not going to go to this restaurant unless they can afford this restaurant. Exactly. And in that, in that same um, whole spectacle. They were like, you have to dress a certain way to, for or for in order for us to so, accept your money. Then and did uh, so did it say that when you make the reservation that you have to have on hard bottoms? I don't know. It that's was what a, I'm saying. I was but, like, well, you, but that, even if that's what it, but but what I thought about. Oh, because he pointed out, he was like, there's somebody, there's a white guy sitting at the bar and he's wearing sneakers, like. Right. right, he's like, he's wearing sneakers and jeans, and you're are you and gonna you're talking to me? Yeah, you're gonna kick him out, and you know the guy was like, "Well, I'm not talking about them; I'm talking about you." Mm-hmm. Right. And, My point exactly. Right. Okay. It's not going anywhere. It's not so. Even in that in that frame, 
thinking about it. I was like, I remember watching that video. I was like, golly, that's crazy to me. Mm-hmm. That's what, like, what do you think about that? I, I, I think it's the time that we've always lived in. Mm-hmm. And people don't like to admit it. People don't like to talk about it. Mm-hmm. But that's the way that that's, that's how we have to live. And that's the way that we've lived where I can be immaculate from top to bottom, but this person can decide not to take me. And it wasn't about his sneakers. No, it was really it. Right. So, but you give an excuse about sneakers, but I see someone over here has on sneakers as well, but you're deciding to not let me in really because of the color of my skin. It's anti-blackness. That's what we're talking about. And and I'm saying, that's what I'm saying. So that's what we have to deal with. Mm -hmm. And we have to move in this land like that. Mm -hmm. And so, like you said before, even with like with Monique, no, I don't agree with it, but I totally understand what you're saying as far as we should be able to wear what we want, when we want, how we want it, and still be respected, and not because I have on a hair bunnet, right. not because I have on a hair scarf, but like I said, Monique is in that generation, I believe, before me where the mindset is like your mom, mm. just saying. Yeah. You need to look a certain way so those people can accept you. So those people can respect you. So those people can give you what you think you want. Or so for those people can give you what you want. And even if you look that way, they still deny you. Mm -hmm. Because I'm quite sure that dude looked really nice if he had on a thousand thousand dollars for a pair of sneakers. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Right. So, you know, he had to look nice. And he and his wife or significant other or whomever he was with knew what they were going into. And they knew the restaurant and they knew the caliber. So that's why he probably put on like, you know what? Let me put on these thousand dollar sneakers. So, oh, you understand what I'm saying? So, so it's funny. Listen. So it's, 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 um, I'm transitioning here, but I just want to say this. I think about the I, reason that triggered me when I watched that video because it made me think about, I talk about the flip-flops. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, damn, if I wore flip-flops that night, I wouldn't have gotten into that, that club with my friends. You know? Yeah, but they would have. They would have. They would have told you, like, um, sir, you're not able to come in. Or yeah. they they would have made something, make it a shoe. Maybe would have said you overdressed. Right. You know, I mean, anything. But it, it was um, it was interesting. So, all right. Here's what I want to I want to. Um, uh, end on where we started and not in, in the traditional way. I want to talk about um, the concept of dressing uh, appropriately. And uh, well, no. All right. Let's talk about the concept of like how we've gotten to society where we only want to wear certain things because it's deemed special occasions. We talked about this, <laughs> right? And so it's it, it, crazy. That's putting, crazy. Putting That's out crazy. our putting out our best clothing, right? Our Sunday best. And so a lot of times, um, you know, the concept of putting out our Sunday best was because in slavery times we couldn't. Uh, blacks did not have. Um, they didn't have a lot of. They didn't have. Um, I guess access to mm-hmm. like well, we had uh, to do hand me down. Yeah, hand me down. I mean, whatever, right. whatever the right. master gave us. And so we had wife. our and and on Sunday was and obviously because we were working in fields Monday mm-hmm. Monday through Saturday, Saturday right probably Sunday too probably Sunday morning right Sunday right but Sunday deemed was the day of rest for church and so that was the only time when we didn't wear mm-hmm. tattered tatter clothing mm-hmm. and um, it became inherent within us to. Always dress up Sunday, dress up oh, Sunday yeah. but only to set aside our best articles of clothing for a certain designated mm. day, right? And 
it became in like almost ingrained, ingrained, <laughs> embedded in our DNA. It is. Don't say be- it is. It is ingrained and embedded in, in a, our DNA, in our culture. Yes, but I do not agree with it. Right. You know, because <laughs> what we're talking about is uh, offline. We're talking about um, just wearing certain things. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, you know. Uh, if you get a certain purse, or you wear get a certain shoes. You only wear it certain occasions. And what did you say, Katrina? What did you say? You said that we. You, oh, I said I don't know why we do that. I don't do that. Right. I wear my stuff whenever I feel like it. Mm-hmm. I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving my YSL, my Chanel, right. my Lula, my Louboutins, my David Yerman, all the things that I love. Right. I'm not wearing them on special occasion. Right. So that means the earrings I have on now, I can just wear them only a special occasion. My my necklace that I have on now, I can only wear it on special occasion. Mm-hmm. No. You know, I'm wearing it. I can I'm going to wear it every day if I feel like it. If I want to carry my purse right. every day, I am going to carry it. And why do we leave things for special occasion? That special occasion may it's, not come. Because it's a scarcity thing and the thinking that, you know, well it's not we only we can wear it when it's um a, it's no when the designated time is appropriate. No, we need to get and out of that. Because honestly, it's for a lot of us, luxury is not a it's a pastime, but it's not a something that's um, it should be daily. It's not a daily thing. It's, <laughs> it's, a, a, it's a regular pastime be, for us. No, it should be daily. Okay, you should it, it it should be it should be daily. We just look at all the stuff we just talked about. Yeah. The things that we have to endure just because the color of our skin. And we get to a point where we can afford luxury. You know, don't be robbing Peter to pay Paul to afford your luxury. Right. But when you can afford your luxury, why not enjoy it? Mm-hmm. Why do I have to enjoy things just on a special occasion? I'm guilty, though. I am no, guilty. I'm, but like, I'm t- but all I'm black people, stop. But I'm, I am guilty. Of, don't do that. Of like, I would. Okay. You should appreciate this. Listen, before, right, you, before you jump on me. I will like seize a piece mm-hmm. and then be like, man, I don't know where I'm going to wear that, but I am going to buy it. <laughs> and I will sit on this piece for like a year or so because I don't know, because I'm also because I'm matching with something like I'd be like. And then when I know and then so and then when it's the right time, I'm like, oh, I, I know exactly what I'm going to wear for this particular outing. That's why. Mm-hmm. And I've been doing this for years. And Stop so, that's, it. So, so but but it so when, that's why when I'm out and people are like, man, you look. Like, did you get, like, where'd you get? I'm like, oh, I have this free. Like, I literally would say it's literally been in my closet for I'll years. I say that too. But, I, but, I, but I'm saying because I hold on to stuff because I'm like, I'm, it's the right, you know, when the right time, the right time. Like, what is the it? The right time is when you wake up. No, no, no. No, no, when no. You go through, yeah. No, because it, it, the effect, the effect. But, but my, if you are fly. I'm always fly. But I'm brother. saying. But I've been doing it. You can't, don't do like Kamara because I've been doing it for years. So I literally, I <laughs> don't don't do like him. No, no, because no, I have <laughs> don't been, do like that. I will literally, I literally have stuff mm-hmm. sitting in my closet that I have not. I have. I've never touched. I have nothing in my wardrobe that I have never worn. I have nothing. I have. I have, I have nothing in my. I have nothing in my wardrobe that has a tag on it that oh. I hadn't worn. Oh, I do. No, I'm not going front. I'm not mm-hmm. going front. I do. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm literally I not going to front with it. I, I don't. I have stuff that, you know, I if I purchase something today, just know it's not, generally oh, speaking, it's generally not something I'm wearing oh, in yeah. the next few months oh, yeah. or so. If I purchase something today or tomorrow, I am. Believe me, 
that it's going to be bust out in a little bit. Because you know what? I may not even live to see to where. That's true. You know, you know what I'm, I'm not saying? saying I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just telling yeah, you. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. But we need to stop that because I think that we're always, like you said, the the scarcity. Yeah. And as black, as a culture, we're always in that um, that mode of, oh, I got to hold this. I got to wait for a, a special occasion. But if something, it just slipped my mind. It, hopefully it'll come back to me. I think that we need to get away from that. Because, oh, I, I, I know what I wanted to say. We're always in survivor mode. Yeah. And as a culture, we're always in survivor mode, in which I get it. Right. Because we need to know, we know how to survive. Majority of us know how to survive. Right. And the ones that don't, we're going to help the ones. The ones that don't know how to survive, the ones that do, we're going to help them. Like, right. we're not going to let you drown over here. We, we got you. We're going to teach you a few things. But I think that we need to learn to live and thrive. And if that means wearing that beautiful necklace, wearing that jacket, and don't and carrying that, if you girl, mm-hmm. if you have enough money mm-hmm. to buy a YSL, which is going to cost you fifteen hundred dollars, if you have enough money to buy Chanel shoes, mm-hmm. if you have enough money to buy your Louboutins, why? sitting my shoes up in the closet to wait to wear them because you weren't you're on conference calls all day with in on zoom well that was that was <laughs> i'm just saying not let's talk, look, we're talking about before covid okay bc we're talking about right. before covid right we still did this right before covid right and we shouldn't mm-hmm. because when you when you are gone from this life everything that you had if you have children they're going to either take it if they're your same size or they're going to give it away right. or they're going to donate it. Right. So here it is. If you have stuff with tags, tags and tags and more tags, mm-hmm. your children, your children or your wife, mm-hmm. your parents, someone is going to have to give that stuff away. Right. I have nothing in my closet that has a tag on it, honey. Right. I don't do that. I live life and threaten And Every time you see me, I'm put together. You are put together. That's and you true. can say, what is it? Oh, this is like, Two years even, old, even three your, years even your old. Casuals, even your <laughs> casuals fly. I get two, it. two, three years old. Oh, I I'm wearing it. my merchandise. I got it. I got it. <laughs> Wear your merchandise, people. I'm just saying. I'm being honest. But I, I also, I also don't go a lot of places. Yeah, I don't go a lot of places either. You on TV all the time, cat. That's different. That's different. Uh, I know. Okay. Okay. That's but different. but still, after That's that, different. That's different. <laughs> you should see me walking around in yeah. the office in That's, my casual. <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying it's different. You are you are um, on TV a lot, so. All right, so yeah. listen, um, I know we talked about the bonnets, and I wanted to play something funny oh, uh, my goodness. for everybody since we have been talking about bonnets, and that's how <laughs> I, I like to end a program on something hilarious. Yeah, this lady said, let's be real, no man wants to wake up to his woman in a durag or a bonnet. Listen, I do, because if my wife had a durag or a bonnet on, that means she went to bed black, Okay. I want to wake up to a do-rag or a bonnet. It's my wife's bonnet, okay? She be wearing it. She wears it in the bed. I don't mind. She went to bed a black woman, and she got to protect her hair. That's all the bonnet <laughs> is. It's just protect you. You know, a lot of black women, they're not just going to go head to pillow. Not naked like that, just out here all loose. You got to protect that thing. Moisture or style, whatever. Okay, there's a lot of black women who don't go to bed with bonnets on. But the fact of the matter is, if she goes to bed with a do-rag or a bonnet on, she went to bed black, and that's what I want. What's more important to me is the butt butt, not the bonnet. 
I want to go to bed with sweet love making and all that. Dad, I don't care about a bonnet or not. Okay, did you give her the butt? Are you giving it up this morning? Bonnet on? Lingerie on? Naked? I don't care. Is the butt available to me? Now look at my wife in this picture. She went to bed with a bonnet on that night. And she woke up and she did her hair. She looked like this. And the bonnet did its part. It protected her hair so that she could style it like this here. It ain't nothing but protection. It's like a condom for your head or a seatbelt or airbag or the mask on the plane. It's just something you wear to protect your hair. That's all it is. Let's not make it more than what it is. The bottom line is, if you love black women, the chances are you're going to go to bed with one with a do-rag or a bonnet one. And if you don't, then maybe they don't wear it. I don't know what white women go to bed with because I never did it. I don't know what Asian women go. I don't never did it. I don't never seen it in movies that they put a bonnet on. I don't know the texture of their hair. But my mama, my grandma, my wife, my sister, all of them wear bonnets and do-rags all through the house, all in the bed. And I don't care because I love them. Shoot. Hush. Just Katrina was sitting there. She was busting up laughing, y'all. I had to put her on mute because she was she was cracking up. I had That's she was, funny. She was dying. Listen. I hope that, that was Kev on stage. Uh I just thought that was a funny oh my God. uh a funny uh little video. Is he lying though? He's not lying. Do you hear any lies? I didn't hear not <laughs> not one. Not not one lie was spoken. All right. So listen. Oh my god. Um I know Katrina though, you know, when she sees people wearing a bonnet, she's going to act like Friday, like. Oh, look at her. Now she's going to be ashamed of herself coming out looking like that. Hey, girl. Hey, how you doing? Fine. <laughs> I'm on my way to work. Well, call me when you get home. Okay. <laughs> okay. I might be like, girl, yeah. you need to go put something else. No, I won't tap them. I promise you, I won't tap them. No, but you will tell them they need a stylist. That's what you're going to tell oh, them. Oh, I should? Yeah, you will tell them. When you talk to people, you just, at that full right. speed, you just get, if they need an attorney, yeah, they just that's call right. your office. If you need mm-hmm. a stylist, call Styles by Katrina. Okay, how can they reach you? <laughs> Oh, stylesbykatrina.com. My email is katrina at stylesbykatrina.com. Yeah, I'm legit. She's, for real. She's legit. Follow me on social media, too. Follow her on social media. Yeah. And it, um, you can get your Afro. Afro oh, yeah. I, you know, I, I don't always say that because it's like, you know, you're on TV every day. Yeah. I am. So I am the co-host of Point of View on Afro TV, channel 1623. Comcast Xfinity, if you have it. And we do a Facebook Live mm-hmm. on Friday. And then it's on Afrotainment. So like our page. So you can do that. And you can go check it out yesterday and our YouTube. You can check out old shows on YouTube yeah. at Afrotainment. Check them out. And yes. if you like this podcast, please share it with your friends. Share it on social media. Yep. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. You know, we try to mix a little bit of uh, hilarity with <laughs> some serious commentary on fashion Gentlemen, please. I hope you listen to this podcast. I know more yes, women. I know when you when you talk to you about bonnet. Yeah, y'all need to listen to it because you know. Hey, I've tried to tell everybody. I am single, single, single. Uh oh. Y'all know people don't know people don't think that I'm single. Like yeah. I'm, I am single for real. I'm not dating anyone. So listen to the podcast. Check me out. <laughs> 
you interested, you know, hey. Holler at her. Shoot a sister a DM. Slide in the DM. <laughs> mm-hmm. It goes down in the DM. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to go down, down. <laughs> but, you know, just hit me up. <laughs> I just had to put that out there. I got you. I don't go anywhere either. So, you know, you. girl got to shoot her shot on the air. I got you. <laughs> I got you. See, fellas, that's why you should listen to the podcast. I'm making that's love right. connections. <laughs> right? All right. <laughs> so, all right. Yo, um, thank y'all for listening to Uncultured Bias. And if you do um, like the podcast, share it. And if you need a stylist, holler at Katrina. And with that being said, we going right out like this. She feel like Miley Cyrus. Yo, you need a stylist. Bitch, you need a stylist. Bitch, you need a stylist. Bitch, let me style it. 20, I be wildin'. 20 on my face. 20 on my waist. 20, got get taste. Bitch, you need a stylist. Bitch, let me style it.